You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness and physiology right now. In this episode, Dr. Nader sits down with filmmaker and writer David Lynch to discuss questions about life, inner peace, and the wholeness that exists within all of us. Welcome, David. It's great to have you. Great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> great leader in every field, spiritual, artistic, and even scientific. And in every way, we are proud to have you. I'd like to see what you like us to chat about today. Well, fantastic, Dr. Nader. And it's a real privilege and honor to speak with you and get to ask you some questions. I'd like to talk about, as we said, you know, um, this thing of the self and transcending, the transcendent. And I was saying that I noticed that through the years, people are practicing different types of meditation, different techniques, and you speak with them and they say, oh yeah, I had this experience, same thing happened to me, same thing. And um, so it's, it's a subjective thing and people, you wonder if they really are having the same experience. And now with brain research, they've tested all these different forms of meditation and they found with the EEG machine, and I'd like you to speak about this, that transcendental meditation as taught by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi is the only form out there today whereby a person can truly transcend and leave the field of relativity and experience non-relative absolute. And if people could only understand the, the necessity for transcending to experience the big treasury. That's what we need to experience. Because every time we experience it, we infuse some, we grow in that. What really goes on in transcendental meditation? Why is transcending so important for the human being? And what is in the treasury? And how do we get there? And how does this technique work? And why is it so important to get transcendental meditation? This is really wonderful. It's so profound. Your words are full by themselves in what seems like a question with a lot of answers, beautiful answers to the reality of life. You know, most people live in the field of change and that we call it the relative field because things change based on situations, circumstances. We see things from one angle, from the other angle. And the field of life, the field of living, daily living, is a field of transformation, always transformation. And this is beautiful because transformation has to take us from where we are to something better, something better. Otherwise, what is the purpose of life if we are stagnant and we don't go anywhere? So the desire to evolve, the desire to grow is there. This is the nature and the purpose of living. And it happens through change, because without change, one cannot evolve, one cannot become better. Now, what sustains that change? 
And when we live in that field of continuous change, then what really upholds it? From where the energy comes to uphold it? From where the intelligence comes to make it move in the right direction? From where the power comes to make it achieve greater things in life and reach fulfillment? And this comes from the deep level of the true self, which as you beautifully called it, the absolute the value of the absolute. Absolute is a field of no change, is the field of all possibilities. It is the actual source of creation, the source of life, the source of being, the source of thought, the source of intelligence. So when you see the river flowing and you enjoy that flow, you can also capture the source. So when we live in a field of manipulating the mind, of guiding it here, guiding it there. We are using our small intelligence as an individual to try to achieve things here and there. And when we transcend, which is also beautifully expressed by you, when we go beyond that, we reach that field of non-change, that field of pure being, that field of wholeness, that is what is our true inner, unbounded, unchanging self. And from that field, we have all possibilities available to us in terms of even what physicists have found about the nature of life. That if you go from the surface level of the objects and ask what are they made of, they're made out of molecules. Molecules are made out of atoms. Atoms are made out of elementary particles. And then we reach those fields of electromagnetism, gravities, weak force, strong force, like that. These different fields that scientists were able to discover that they actually come from one unified field of all the laws of nature. One field that is infinite, unbounded, that is non-local because it is everywhere. And that is the field that creates, that leads to all the manifestation from that one field, all the laws of nature emerge, all the reality on the outer value of expression in terms of forces, in terms of matter, they come together, they emerge, and then they are going into the different complexity and variable aspects of creation. Capturing the fourth, that you alluded to in some ways is capturing that field which is the source of every intelligence, of every creativity, of all power. And being established in that, one can then perform action with great happiness, stability, and strength. If we float on the surface of the ocean of the mind, if the mind is like an ocean, and we kind of go to different kinds of mental activity, you know, some are focusing, some are concentrating, open monitoring, and all of these different ways of floating on the surface, observing it, contemplating about it, and putting the attention on one aspect of our physiological function versus another aspect, such as is done in mind of mindfulness and other techniques, can be very helpful. And it can happen that sometimes, you know, by chance or by mistake, somebody slips into the absolute and falls into it and gets that experience. And then they experience this field of amazing beauty and wholeness and fullness that transcends, which means that goes beyond 
all that they have known before, all the thoughts that they have had before, all the experiences going beyond any surface value, they experience the depths of the ocean, which is the fullness that upholds and sustains everything else. And then they have all their life devoted to try to get this experience again. So what transcendental meditation does is in a systematic way, in a scientific way, which means reliable, repeatable, systematic, that is applicable to everybody. You try the technique, it's systematic, which means it's already structured, it has a way to be taught, and then you do it, and then systematically you transcend, systematically you transcend. And this has, as you also mentioned, because your question was so broad and beautiful, <laughs> has a different effects on the nervous system. And we can see the difference physiologically. It's not just on the level of one's subjective mental experience, but the brain changes. And there are different kinds of wave functions in the brain, alpha, theta, gamma, or beta, and all these kinds of waves that can be detected. Some of them change here, some of them change there. And in transcendental meditation, these waves get coherent throughout the brain from the front to the side to the back. And it shows that our nervous system is working completely and holistically. And therefore, it's like you have many processors, a computer with many, many processors. And one processes this value, one processes that value. The little chip here does for vision. The little chip here is for memory. The little chip there is for emotion. And they are, imagine they're not working together. Then you don't have the full power. And imagine that suddenly they are in coherence. They work together and they support each other. And that is really on the physical level what this transcending gives, what this going to the absolute gives. It gives the ability to live one's full potential and activate all these reserves in the brain that have been dormant, and now they can act together in fullness to give us not only just a beautiful experience during meditation, a nice transcending beautiful experience of the absolute, which by itself has attracted sages and wise people and saints all their life seeking it just as an experience is so beautiful. And that's all we have. And that's why you are here. It's not because of the science and all that, although this is wonderful, but it's that amazing experience of fullness and wholeness, but it's not stopping there. It actually enriches the physiology. It gives health, it gives strength, it gives fullness, it gives balance in the hormones, it gives the ability to be creative and to have, as, as you say, an experience that even in your work, you see the effect of that. So really wonderful experience and wonderful question. Well, fantastic, Dr. Nader. What you're saying is that, um, you know, what Maharishi has uh, said, that the purpose of life is the expansion of happiness. And if people knew what was in that source, that treasury, was unbounded happiness, known as bliss, who wouldn't want that? And, you know, um, the, I always say the phrase, one of the phrases that got me meditating is, true happiness is not out there. True happiness lies within. 
But I, I say the phrase doesn't tell us where the within is nor how to get there. Along comes Maharishi and teaches us that if we practice this technique, we will be able to go to with the within, the treasury, and we will be able to experience that and unfold that, and we will get really happy. Not only that, we always heard that the scientists say we only use five or 10% of our brain. Now, what you're saying is we transcend, we get to the source, the whole brain lights up. These parts that they say we're, we're using, now all parts are talking to one another and we're dealing with a full deck. We're all running on all eight cylinders. And this is, who wouldn't want that? Beautiful. And you're doing great in expanding it. The David Lynch Foundation, we are proud of your achievements and your time and your devotion to give to the world, to every individual, the best thing that they can get, which is to know themselves, know the power of what is inside, the energy, the happiness, the strength, the creativity that is inside, and live it also. So it is both the inner and the outer, the 200% of life, 100% inner. And from that platform of fullness, then action is powerful, is stable, is creative. One is anchored in oneself, one is strong within oneself. One knows oneself to be unbounded, infinite. So one's abilities, one's outlook, one's expectations are enriched by what one is inside and the happiness blossoms from within and leads to outer activity and performance and achievement on the outer level. This is really beautiful also that you mentioned Maharishi Mahesh Yogi because this is a technique that comes from many thousands of years of tradition and knowledge and wisdom. It comes from a tradition of yoga, the full tradition of yoga and its supreme value, the tradition of yoga on the mental spiritual level, allowing us to reach what is called samadhi in the Sanskrit terminology, which is a state of evenness of the self. It is happiness and the level of peace, of inner stability and inner strength. So one is not shaken by situations and circumstances. So if something happened, of course we see it, we deal with it with love and compassion and strength and energy and make it better. But inside, it does not shake us. The continuity of the self, the continuity of infinity, of unboundedness, is always there and that is really the beauty of what David Lynch Foundation is doing and spreading that knowledge that brings invincibility to every individual and peace for also even on the level of society because when individuals are living in strength and peace and happiness society is living in that state and this has been of course also shown scientifically the effect on individual spreads on the effects on the level of peace and happiness in society itself also. Well, fantastic. First seek the kingdom of heaven, which lies within, and all else will be added unto you. This thing of all else, what is all else? It's totality. Totality. 
totality is what we really are. And you've talked about this many times. Totality, infinite, we're infinite. We're cosmic beings and our potential is infinite. You know, all else is totality, is wonderful. And it includes, of course, totality includes the specific values also. You know, if somebody wants to be an engineer, then established in the self, strong, clever, then you become a very intelligent, capable engineer. If you want to achieve something in life, in business, in health, in activities of arts, you know, then you can do it. You can do it if you have the maximum potential available to you with the potential of nature. We can all be different on the surface level, and that is the beauty of nature. Flowers are different of different colors. There are different cultures, different ways of living, different aspects in nature, mountain, in the valley and near the ocean, you know, different accents, different languages. That's the beauty of creation, expressing itself on the surface in different ways. But all of these differences come from that one field of being, the unified field of natural law, and that nourishes all of these values. The person who is Muslim is that, the person who is Christian is that, the person who is Hindu is that, the Jewish person is that, the Buddhist is that. So differences don't disappear, and everyone can fulfill their goals in life, their desires in life, their call in life, their vocation, in their own way, but every action becomes a field of fulfillment. So even though we act in different fields, we are in the field of totality all the time. We experience wholeness all the time. And therefore, we are fulfilled and therefore we don't feel fear or anxiety or pressure. And that's what this transcending through transcendental meditation really gives. And even in the teachings of Christianity and other, all other religions, it is brought to light in a beautiful way because ultimately what is necessary, of course, is first, as you say, experience yourself, even through the times from the Greek times, you know, on the Delphi, it was written and was often repeated by Plato and Socrates and others. Know thyself is the highest wisdom. Go towards yourself, you know the silence within, experience the reality of wholeness within yourself. So on the practical level, on the theoretical level, on the scientific level, it fulfills all these requirements. So one does not have to believe in it. You know, you don't have to believe in the shower so that you get fresh. There is a shower for the mind, a shower for the nervous system. There is a system for exercise and food and all of that that are healthy. And this is a technique that gives us that value. Ultimately, it is what does good. What is the purpose? All the research, scientific studies indicate better behavior, more compassion. So you want to achieve something with the people. You want them to know themselves, one on a personal level, but you also want them to be more comprehending each other, more compassionate, more loving, more caring. And, you know, the, I always look at it like you know, what you were saying is this field within is a field of happiness and love, other positive things like intelligence, creativity, and energy, and power, and peace. But if you just take happiness and love, 
if you are driving in a car in traffic, sitting next to the person that you're in love with, and you're driving, you're so happily in love, and you're going off to have dinner and together and just in love, and so happy to be together, and someone wants to come out into the traffic, you just easily and effortlessly signal them to come in. No problem. If you're filled with stress and hate and anger and you're driving in traffic and someone wants to come in, no way. And you'll do everything you can to stop them. And if they get in, you'll be angry for a half hour or an hour. Road rage is a huge thing. Dive within, get that happiness and love and it, it, life gets so good. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely that. And that's what we see. That's what we see with transcendental meditation. Love increases, happiness increases, feeling settled within oneself is there. One is gaining that inner strength and inner stability. Even, you know, that makes me remember something very simple. Remember the day when one wakes up not having slept well in the night and feeling tired like that. Small things become like a mountain. So the proportion of one's own reality to the small thing is that there is a mountain and you are the small thing and you cannot handle it. And if you have had a good night's sleep, you're feeling fresh, even big thing happens and you can deal with it. You are ready to deal with it. So the thing becomes small, you become big. And therefore, if you become infinity from within and you know you are that, then everything that is a problem in proportion becomes small and you grow in the appreciation of yourself, of who you are, of your vision, of your creativity and ability to deal with things. This is beautifully said, David, a very beautiful example. If you remove those stresses, you remove those tensions, you relieve the people from their problems and clear their minds so that they can see clearly and they start behaving naturally in a good way. They start seeing no need to fight the other, no need to steal the money. I can create it in a perfect way. I can do it in the right way. That thing which brings so much good should be celebrated and welcome. And there is no fear that it is in competition or a different belief and all of that. Absolutely beautiful. And um, this thing about there's you know, hate crimes and racism and all this because of, you've talked about this too in terms of fear. People are fearful of one thing or another, someone getting their job or coming in and doing this or whatever. And, you know, from listening to Maharishi and you, you learn that this source within makes us appreciate the differences. And the analogy is the garden. If the garden had all the same flowers, it'd get pretty boring. And it's all coming from the same soil, which is unified field. They're all growing up out of that. And you appreciate the differences. So in a world at peace, we will appreciate all the differences. And, and you'll realize that it makes it so much greater to have the differences. And it makes it way more, you know, uh, full. I really appreciate you so much. And uh, it was, uh, like I said, a privilege and an honor to speak with you today. 
and I wish you all the very best. The privilege and honor was for me. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.